Hello and welcome to the Pastcast. I'm Calm Henderson. Coming up on this week's episode, Falkenberg is one of the best uh, excavated places in the Netherlands when it when it comes to the Roman period. I spoke to a Dutch archaeologist about the discovery of a major Roman legionary fortress and its possible role in the invasion of Britain. Thanks for tuning in. This podcast is brought to you by The Past, a brand new website that brings together the most exciting stories and the very best writing from the realms of archaeology, history, heritage and the ancient world. You can subscribe to The Past today for just seven ninety nine a month by visiting our website at the-past.com forward slash subscribe. Now, the town of Valkenburg is already renowned for its Roman archaeology, thanks to a military base that was excavated by A.E. van Giffen during and just after the Second World War. This fort held an auxiliary unit made of soldiers recruited or conscripted from the occupied territories, who supported the Roman citizens serving in the legions, which were housed in much larger legionary fortresses. Now, however, fresh excavations in and around Valkenburg have uncovered what appeared to be a legionary fortress as well. To find out more about all this, and the fortress's potential role in the Roman invasion of Britain, I spoke to Wouter Voss, one of the key archaeologists involved in the recent findings. Wouter, thanks very much for joining me today. I was wondering to begin with if you could tell me a bit more about Valkenburg and its history. Uh, yeah, sure. Well, well, well Valkenburg is, is quite a small village in the, in the west of the Netherlands. Um, it's near the city of Leiden, uh, located near the North Sea coast uh, at, the, at the mouth of the River Rhine. And, um, and for us archaeologists, it's, it's, it's really a fantastic place because a lot of excavations uh, have been carried out there. Um, and it's one of the few places in the Netherlands where, where we have a kind of an, uh, an overview of a, of a micro region uh, in the Roman period. And, and the, the, the common thread is the Roman road, um, which has been excavated with some interruptions for about two kilometers. And along uh, the road, our various sites are uh, located. And the second thread is, of course, the, the River Rhine, which... Um, the road ra- uh, ran along um, and uh, you have to imagine of course that the, the Dutch river area is uh, well quite logical it's, it's quite wet um, and uh, also for us archaeologists it's uh, wet it's uh, uh, during excavations on, on the one hand uh, it's very unpleasant and, and um, gives us a lot of work with with pumps and, and sheet piling and water management etc but it also has advantages it's, uh, because a lot of archaeology has been preserved quite well. Um, we find a lot of organic material, a ladder, metal objects, uh, wood, and, and sometimes really well preserved in very good condition. Um, more or less comparable to, to your famous site at uh, the Fort of Finderlanda. I mean, a little bit different because that's peat and we have clay, but uh, the results are, uh, are sometimes the same. And for the, the excavation history of Falkenburg, the, uh, the history is quite long. It, it started um, before the Second World War in the 1930s with uh, trial trenches uh, in, the, in the vicinity of Falkenburg. Um, but it really got going on uh, during the Second World War because it was, um, it was because of the, the Nazis who were at the start of the war, uh, landed uh, on the military airport Falkenburg that was just uh, had just been completed, and after that, a fight broke out between the Dutch soldiers and the Nazis, 
and they, they shut the village to pieces, uh, which is very sad, of course, but it gave us archaeologists uh, the opportunity to, uh, to, to start a research in the center of Falkenburg. And that's what Professor van Giffen did. He, he started in the, in the war and excavation. And um, this, wo this work uh, continues uh, until the 1980s. And um, then almost uh, three quarter of the uh, auxiliary fort in the center of Falkenburg, the, the Castellum, have been excavated. And um, final, final publication is not, uh, is not being published yet. A lot of preliminary reports have been published, but the real analytic uh, work has, has to begin, actually. Um, and after the excavation of the Castellum, uh, there were uh, several excavations outside the fort in the 1970s and the 80s and the 90s. And that was where the Roman road uh, that I mentioned earlier was discovered. Um, with all kinds of buildings uh, along it. And well, the site is quite big now. So, and for a long time, it was, it was uh, thought that, that those excavations in the 1970s and 80s were, were the so-called ficus, the, the extramural settlement outside the auxiliary fort. But uh, due to our research, uh, this opinion is changing a little bit. It's, um, uh, well, we have a fortress now, so we have to look uh, all around in, in a different perspective to the, to the excavations from the 1970s, etc. But in, in, uh, in short, it's, Falkenburg is one of the best uh, excavated places in the Netherlands when it, when it comes to the Roman period. Yeah, I've heard it's very famous there. Maybe not so much for us, but in the Netherlands, it's quite well known. Yeah, yeah, true. So it's, it's because of the the uh, the good conditions that uh, mm. that we found preserved wood, etc. Sometimes a half a meter or a meter up, uh, and that's quite extraordinary. Also in the Netherlands. Yeah. So as you mentioned, we've known that there was a fort for auxiliary units at Balkenberg since it was excavated during the after the Second World War. Um, now your research, which you talk about in your article, has uncovered this sort of much larger permanent force, fortress, or at least evidence for it. Um, can you tell me a bit more about how this came to be discovered? Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, well, it, was, it was actually pure uh, coincidence, really. It, it's, uh, and it's everything to do with that military airport I, I mentioned earlier. The, the airport is closed now, um, so the land is being developed for, uh, for housing and um, uh, archaeological research always takes place before that, that building work for the housing. So it does here too. And in, in 2010, 2011, um, there were trial trenches uh, dug through the airfield and um, uh, there were a lot of archaeological remains discovered from the prehistoric periods, but also from the Roman period. Um, and they were found everywhere on the, on the, uh, on the former airport. Um, and in the vicinity of the of the Roman road, uh, we always said, uh, uh, "Take care, uh, be careful, because that's the the Roman vicus, the Roman extramural settlement." So, so watch out. Um, but to everyone's surprise, um, they found in the middle of the airport, uh, just far away from that Roman road, uh, ditches, a V-shaped ditches. So, undeniable uh, military uh, Roman military in in nature. Uh, but but we didn't know uh, how and what and what it was and how to how to to plan it in. It's 
it's quite it was quite difficult. Um, and near one of the ditches, um, there was uh, they found a number of, of post holes uh, with wood in them, and uh, we could date that with tree ring uh, analysis. Um, and the outcome was AD thirty nine, plus or minus six years. So uh, the reign of uh, Caligula, the Emperor Caligula, and that got uh, got us thinking. Um, about all kinds of uh, temporary camps of Caligula and, and, and such, but, but we never thought to find this, what we now, what we now have. So it's almost 10 years later, we could finally start the, the final excavation, uh, the final excavation on, on, the, on, the Roman, uh, on the Roman part of the airport. And, and, and well, we found the towers, the gates, uh, ditches, a rampart. It was, it was uh, quite unbelievable. We didn't expect that. And, and when we found it, it, it suddenly turned out to be so big that we found out that uh, actually half of it had already been excavated in the 1980s. So only because nobody um, had thought of that at the time and, and the site was, was focused on the Roman road and the buildings along them, uh, archaeological traces has not been recognized as being part of a fortress. Um, um, you could uh, you could not blame you cannot blame the excavators of the 1980s of course it's uh, on the contrary they they documented this quite well because now we can uh, we can still make a different interpretation because of their documentation so so basically they, they did the job very well only only stuck to the the wrong conclusion you could say um, but again they, they, they couldn't know they couldn't have known that at that at, at that time so it was quite a surprise it's, Yes, I mean, as you touched on just there, you said that um, a gratifyingly large number of loose ends from earlier work can also be satisfactorily tied up. Um, is this what you meant, and that a lot of mysteries were on, were solved finally? Yeah, that's yeah, um, and 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 it's, it also has everything to do with the with the with the ancient, uh, well, the old excavations of the of the nineteen seventies and the nineteen eighties, because um, and and also with finds. That we have in the interior of the castellum of the auxiliary fort is, uh, um, uh, well, for instance, in the in the auxiliary fort you find uh, stuff that uh, you wouldn't really expect there. Um, uh, for example, uh, fancy glassware, uh, military equipment that uh, that that doesn't really belong to auxiliaries but more to uh, legionaries, and and that feel the fault that uh, that some kind of um, uh, a mixed unit was was uh, was in the uh, auxiliary fort of Falkenberg, um, but and, and that's quite remarkable because uh, normally legionaries are not in an auxiliary fort. So so um, the, the, we we have to change our thought about um, the stuff we find. Another example are two two granaries we found or they found in the nineteen eighties near the Roman road. Um, and they never had a good explanation for it. It was it was thought uh, to have provision for thousand men, but in the auxiliary fort were only four hundred. Uh, so um, uh, why is why is that? Are those granaries built outside the castellum? Why is it in a zone where no military is is, uh, is allowed or is not is not present? And they thought that well, it is it is kind of a military zone, so uh, it's pretty safe at that moment. That was always the explanation, but. And now that we excavated our fortress, um, uh, the two granaries were perfectly fit in 
they are not part of the auxiliary fort, but they are part of the legionary fortress. Um, and the same goes with, uh, with barracks or barrack-like buildings. They didn't understand in the 1980s uh, what those buildings were doing over there. And they couldn't explain it. So um, I thought that was something well, something weird, uh, a military structure in the Vicus. But it is not the Vicus. There are in uh, the interior, there are barracks from the interior of the legionary fortress. So all those things were now... Uh, fitting together or coming together uh, they didn't understand in the 1980s but because they yeah they hadn't had a focus on it so yeah exactly it was a, it was a car what was it what the germans call a, a, a kind of an aha erlebnis from that you think oh, oh oh of course oh that oh that oh sure now i see that so that that was maybe 15 minutes 10 or 15 minutes that i was with my colleagues and then we we, we, we jumped over each other and said if that if this is that that then that and, and then also this and also that and then Suddenly, it came together, and then we had our the plan of our legionary fortress. Yeah. That's amazing. So it's like a eureka moment. Suddenly, everything fell into place. Absolutely, absolutely. This is one of the best moments I had in my archaeological career. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I once dug a, 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 a big boat in the in the in the castellum in the in the auxiliary fort of uh, near Wooden, also in the Netherlands. That was also quite amazing. But this was more exciting. It was. It, it, and it gives you a perspective that you always have to change your, uh, your, your ideas and your vision if you, if you excavate yourself and you think, oh, I, I find this. Always uh, get yourself in another um, position to make a different interpretation. That's uh, it's, it's very important. Yeah, that's very true. Um, okay, moving on. Yeah, I'd quite like to talk a bit more about what the recent discoveries as well as past discoveries at Valkenburg sort of tell us about its role in history, uh, particularly with regards to the Roman invasion of Britain. Would you like to tell me a bit more about that? Yeah, sure, sure. But this is a very intriguing question, uh, the, the, the role of, of uh, the Roman invasion uh, of Britain, also for us, and, and food for thought for all kinds of uh, hypotheses. Um, uh, firstly, I have to say that the ideas are not new. I mean, the excavators of the uh, of the auxiliary fort uh, during the Second World War, they also uh, uh, were talking about the the Britannia connection. So to to say a, a link between the Rhine estuary and uh, and the routes to England, um, but they didn't have answers on the questions like uh, how then and, and what about those legions? They were all stations along the Rhine, but if they move, where are they housed in the meantime, etc. Uh, are they near the auxiliary forts or uh, are they situated in, in, in temporary camps? And there's never been a good answer. Um, and, and, and now we have the, the space to temporarily house uh, a legion. Um, and I'm, I'm very convinced uh, about the, the connection uh, that they embarked from the Rhine Estuary and went to Britannia. I'm, I'm convinced, but I, uh, but I cannot prove it because uh, I have no... Uh, we have no stamps, we have no inscriptions, we have no legion signs or whatsoever. So we don't know for sure, but I suspect that that the closest uh, legion, the, the 20th, that came from Neuss in Germany, um, uh, went down across the Rhine uh, to Falkenburg and then sailed with supplies, I think, and with boats to, uh, to Britannia. Maybe in they went in one go to Britannia, but, uh, or, or perhaps they would first sail along the along the coast to Bologna and then 
uh, cross together with the other three legions um, the, the channel. We don't know, but it sounds to me or to us so logical. I mean, the Rhine is a is a kind of a highway, and it's the only highway in the early Roman period in the Netherlands. So uh, why would the Romans not use this uh, Rhine highway? Um, I think they did, and uh, well, our fortress is, is uh, could be the proof for that. Uh, they didn't use only the land roads to Boulogne-sur-Mer in northern France to cross the channel. I think they also used the the yeah the waterway, the water highway, and uh, as a as an as a, as a supply or a logistic hub to to uh, get uh, equipment to Britannia. And uh, in our case, it's, it fits also very well with new uh, dendrochronological datings uh, of the fortress. It's just, they come out now, not plus or minus six, but they really come out in autumn, winter, 39, uh, 40. So the construction of our fortress starts under Emperor Caligula. And it's finally used, I think, under Claudius. And, and Claudius benefited from the infrastructure built by his predecessor. And, and when Caligula was killed, the, the, you know, the so-called master plan to conquer Britannia, it, it continues. And, and we play as, uh, as duchies uh, a role in that. Um, and uh, in, in Falkenberg, is, I think, uh, plays a large role in the, in the early 40s in the, from the first century as a, as a supply base camp, as a logistic um, uh, a base for, for, for the world of Britannia. Uh, and far bigger than we Dutch ever imagined. We are, we are maybe uh, too shy for it. Um, and the auxiliary camps along the Rhine also uh, stayed uh, or, or remains uh, significant. I mean, they, they are the supporting points uh, at the mouth of the waterway, which enables the, to secure the ship transport uh, down the Rhine to Britannia. And, and I think we have to, uh, well, everything is linked to each other. The, the Netherlands, England, uh, the Germanica, uh, Germania politics, the, the emperors, a master plan, um, uh, but also um, a, a tin and copper in your country, uh, taxes, a weak emperor like Claudius, that, that needs to be helped on the throne. Uh, we need to think more broadly and more wide and not stop at our current borders, but have to step into the shoes of the Romans to, to understand and found out find out what their plans were, really were and what, um, what kind of possibilities they tried to, to, to get their Roman Empire. So. Yeah, I get that's also very true. You need to think beyond your own country. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes, well, finally, you said that, you know, despite your recent discoveries, the extraordinary sort of eureka moments and um, revelations that you've had, there is still a lot more work to be done at Falkenberg. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's certainly true. So, um, what, well, um, what, what was actually the case is that uh, Falkenberg has been uh, uh, roughly worked out and published. I mean, there are a lot of publications, but unfortunately, most of them are in Dutch, and and and, and the rest is uh, roughly worked out only. So, um, also a lot of uh, stuff has not been digitized either. So. Um, uh, for example, we have a burial feed of, of more than 650 individuals, the, the biggest cemetery uh, of, uh, of, the Roman, uh, of the Roman Netherlands. And it's, it's not been published, it's not been worked out. So, so there's a lot of work to be done. Um, and what we need is, uh, well, like the Romans had, uh, is, a, is a kind of master plan for archaeology for Falkenberg. Um, we have to 
uh, revisit all uh, uh, Falkenberg old research. And um, not that, um, how do I say that? It's, it's not that nothing has been done in the past, um, but with the find of our fortress, we have to, um, we have to uh, view it in a new light and from a different perspective. So there are a lot of examples. For, for instance, there's, a, there's an area on the south of Falkenberg um, where uh, close to our legionary base where I found two ditches and I always connected them to the Vicus, to uh, uh, strip, Roman strip houses along the road as, as a kind of a drainage uh, ditches. But uh, now I have to rethink that because I, I think that we have there our third uh, Roman military camp. Um, just so the drainage ditches are not ditches that belong to the to the strip houses, but they are V-shaped ditches uh, supported our third camp. And, and I have to study that again. That's one example. Also the auxiliary fort in the center of Falkenburg uh, is not so, uh, has not really been analyzed well enough. Um, it, is, it is published uh, preliminary and, and that's it. Uh, for example, there are also, there's also material found inside the fort that is not dating from Caligula's period, but from Tiberius. So is Falkenburg really a uh, few years earlier than uh, Caligula. That's, that's also something we have to, uh, questions we have to tackle. So um, I'm working now on a master plan with my, uh, with my colleague from the National Museum of Antiquities to, uh, yeah, we have to raise uh, and get funding, of course, because it costs a lot of money. And I also want to get all the governments behind me, uh, the province of South Holland, but also the state service of cultural heritage, because after all, it's a site uh, of, of uh, national uh, or to say international importance and um, the connection with with your country with England is uh, is also can also be ex explored further. I mean, the other day was uh, Professor David Brees uh, told me that he said that the, the, the position of our fortress opens opportunities uh, for a landing uh, AD forty three in uh, in East Anglia. Um, and, and not in uh, Fishbourne or in uh, Richborough, eh, which is the discussion in your country. So also for you, it's, I think it's very interesting stuff to, to, to uh, rethink uh, everything that has to do with the invasion of 1843 as well. So I, uh, I think we'll meet again in the future. It has to be continued. And my master plan, if it works, I will be continuing my work for, for another five or ten years and then uh, and publish everything I know about Falkenberg. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I hope so. I hope we get to hear from you again. Uh, yeah. Thank you very much, Wouter. Thank you for joining me today. Yeah, sure. No problems at all. Thanks again, Wouter. Don't forget, you can read an in-depth article on the findings of Falkenberg, of which Wouter is a co-author, in the latest issue of Current World Archaeology magazine, which is out now in the UK and in the rest of the world next month. It's also online at the past website, as well as loads of fascinating bonus content from our archives on fortresses both past and present. That's all for this week. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider liking it, subscribing to us, and sharing it around. We hope you'll join us again soon.